Welcome to the Inspired Healer Podcast. We are Renee Burns and Sharon Balsamo. We are clinical mental health therapists and magic mamas. Thank you so much for joining us. Yay! Yay! Welcome, Renee. Happy Hi, February. Sharon. Happy February. We made it through January. So that's an accomplishment in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So we just passed the um, cross quarter holiday of in bulk, which is one of my personal favorite cross quarter holidays. And so today we are going to talk a little bit about the energy of February, specifically related to healing and cleansing and forgiveness and release. Um, this is for me, this time of, of, of in bulk is halfway point between winter and spring. So energetically, it's like um, preparing, clearing out the land to prepare for the next growth cycle, right? So um, really honoring the still the winter time of slowness and reflection and rest and quiet, um, but also sort of a preparation time for what's what's coming next and what we're calling forth and what we're bringing in. So I like to embody and do practices around cleansing and forgiveness because for me that really is how I clear the land you know internally sort of like clearing away the old debris of the year before so that I can have a fresh start for whatever I want to plant this year and I think especially coming out of the year that we just had Mm -hmm. um there's probably a a lot of invitations for that um can you Sharon can you just go back a second. What, um, what culture culturally, where's in bulk? It's a pagan holiday, Mm -hmm. a pagan celebration. Um, you know, Celtic, Ireland, Scotland, UK area is where I get it from. So it's, um, also known as St. Bridget's day. And Mm -hmm. so Bridget was a goddess who embodies fertility and protection. And so there's, and the hearth, you know, the energy of the hearth. So Mm -hmm. there's lots of really beautiful traditional practices around that. And I think fire, yeah. Candle, candle magic, you know, I made special candles for in bulk this year, which was really fun. Making candles was so fun. Um, so, and for me, it's like, I, I love learning about like the history and the traditional practices, but coming from the perspective of a mental health therapist, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so I am weaving in these concepts of growth and healing into this more cyclical way of being, because for me, you know, as a, like a femme, right. Like a person who really feels rooted in the divine feminine, which we can talk about that more too, if you want. Um, you know, I, I feel, it feels more aligned for me to be in, um, the cycles of the earth, you know, to be in tune with, with how the earth is moving. And so that feels most healing to me. That feels most, um, conducive to personal growth for me. Yeah. Yeah. in bulk a few days late happy in bulk a few days late yeah this will come out probably mid-february so um but i i do think that the 
the, the energy of it for me carries through the whole month. I, that's because February before I sort of had this practice was kind of a dark month. You know, it's like, Oh, the slog waiting for winter to just finally pass. And so for me, it's like creating this new framework around it of like, no, this is a really beautiful time to do like some ritual baths and cleansing of my home space, you know? And so it, I, it, there's a sacredness around February that I really enjoy that I didn't have before because it was just like, Oh my God, when is winter going to be over? Get me out of this. So yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. All right. So let's get into it. Let's start talking about it. I think there's a whole lot of directions we can go here. So, um, but actually before we dive in, let's do a little bit of a grounding practice. Yes, please. Okay. So wherever you are, whatever feels comfortable and safe for you in this moment, if you want to close your eyes or soften your gaze and just bring your attention to the breath. and bring your awareness into the body. So really allowing the mind to quiet a little bit. And if that is challenging, not judging it, just observing it, just noticing how easy or challenging it is to be present in your body, to drop out of the mind. Just notice how your body is feeling right now as you breathe. And so through the breath, we're just going to begin to imagine that as you inhale, you're filling up your body with light. Beginning with the toes, moving all the way up through the feet and the legs, feeling all the cells here, filling with beautiful crystalline light. Moving up through the hips and the belly, the back, the chest, the shoulders, down the arms lighting up the throat, the jaw, the scalp, and all of the muscles in your face, feeling light filling up all of your organs, your blood, your bones. Just bringing light into the body, feeling the cells activate. And as we welcome this light in, we're creating openings, we're creating a spaciousness in the cells and molecules of our bodies to allow for the release of anything that is stuck inside of our bodies and ready to go. So feeling that beautiful expansion happen and just imagining these releases coming through the body as we breathe light into the body, just letting go and notice if there's any spaces in your body that is holding a lot that's ready to be released. And notice what that feels like. I sort of imagine it as like dark, thick smoke. that's just leaving the body as we breathe. We don't know, don't need to know what it is or where it's coming from. We're just going to let it go right now. And as we feel that release happening, we're feeling that beautiful light cleansing us. It's waking us up. It's renewing us. Refreshing us. Making us bright and shiny today. 
just notice any other emotions or sensations that arise as you do that. And we're just going to observe them and tend to them without judgment. Feeling that light just sparkling out of the tips of your fingers and your toes. Remembering that you are a being of light. And remembering that just the simple act of breathing light into the body is an act of healing. It is an act of self-regulation. That when we feel powerless, overwhelmed, in fear, in our trauma, we can call on this very simple practice to clear out anything that we're holding on to, to just let it go and bring light into the body for healing, to raise our vibration, to remind us of our divine nature. So just taking one more nice, deep cleansing breath and maybe just bringing awareness back into your body. If you want to do some shoulder rolls or stretching your neck a little bit, maybe wiggling the fingers and toes. And just paying attention to what's shifting just by taking a few minutes to be present with the body today. If your energy feels any different. Whenever you feel ready, you can open your eyes. Welcome back. Mm. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that Mm. practice, I think, is such such a simple and profound practice because, you know, when I think about um, the process of growth or healing, you know, and and kind of shifting our cultural programming, because I feel like so much of what we're doing here, you know, what this is about for me is reprogramming our neuropathways, reprogramming our belief systems, you know, our internal structures, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that the traditional dominant culture teaches us like that there's one, one direction towards growth, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and that, that really does a disservice to us, I think, because, um, if we look at nature as a cycle, you know, nature is always in a cycle of death and birth, you know, death and birth and, and, um, growth, like expansion and contraction. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, when we can, for me, manifesting happens so much more effectively and potently when I see it's like, it's always a process of releasing something to create space for something else to come in, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and holding on to the things that are really meaningful to me, you know, it's not like getting rid of everything. It's not like wiping the slate totally clean, but of always being attentive to what is ready to be released. What is no longer serving me, right? Like mm-hmm. what beliefs no longer serve me, what practices, what attitudes, what relationships, you know, and I yes. think for, for some of us in this more dominant cultural programming, it's like looking at relationships, for instance, you know, if a relationship is no longer working, we see that as a failure as, a, as opposed to an invitation to move forward, to take a step forward, right? Like that it's, it's okay sometimes to release relationships that aren't serving and then it's possible to do it with love and gratitude. It doesn't have to be, you know, this 
um, really negative like, like experience. A, what we would call a breakup. A breakup, right? Like a, a blowout a breakup negative, or whatever, yeah. right? It's a negative and connotation. So it's the same thing with our belief systems. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, this belief, you know, maybe around I'm not safe in the world, right? And so that belief can really be of service to us if it's true. You know, if, it, mm-hmm. if that's been our real lived experience that we're not safe in the world that causes us to be very overprotected and maybe very defensive, you know, or keeping us from from really allowing ourselves to be vulnerable or in true intimacy with people, right? And so understanding how maybe that belief, I'm not safe in the world, has really served us for a while. But then when we get to a point where we really are safe in the world, that belief system doesn't serve us anymore because it keeps us disconnected, right? It keeps us so overly protected that we can't really have intimacy in our relationships. This is just like one random example, right? So, um, so if we get to a point in our lives, and I'm using this because this is, I think, relevant to my own journey, right? Get to this point in my life where I'm like, I really want to feel deep love. I want to feel deep connection and deep intimacy. And in order to be able to do that, I have to release this old belief that I'm not safe in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I also need to create safety for myself, right? So that I, so that I can So there's a lot of different elements to it, but so February, I think for me is really that time of doing a review, you know, of just like what's ready to be shed. So that being said, um, I'd love to just talk about that. What's ready to be shed. What's ready to be shed for you, Renee, what comes up for you around that? Well, I think my, my brain goes in and out, like micro, macro, micro, macro, like uh, (laughs) the molecular level um, through a grounding practice even mm-hmm. in doing that practice we are shedding and allowing space for healing um the yeah. words you were just sharing through a grounding practice um for me right now the the journey that i am on currently is i uh just found out that i tore my acl and my meniscus in my knee for example. Um, so I take that very literally about like what is going on inside of my body right now and yeah. what do I need to do? And yes. I'm looking at it from like a medical standpoint as well as being told there's dead tissue and there's this and there's that. And, you know, years of my uh, career of athletics at a pretty competitive level. Um, and now there's this, there's a lot of stuff in there and it's dead and it's taking up space. Oh, yes. Um, so <laughs> I'm like the very, very like as molecular and micro as we could get. I'm taking my deep breaths. I'm filling my, my body up with light and love because I also have a lot of like hurt. I have physical hurt. I have, um, and a lot of emotional hurt and that there's a lot of anger in there. And so for me, it's how do I shed that? And how do I release that? And the, the simple practice of sitting with myself and listening to my body. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think is, is one place that, that helps me heal on like a very, very, very small level. And then you zoom out to the larger level, like you're saying in terms of healing and shedding, whether it's like relationships or old habits. Um, I love you g- giving a little background about, about Imbolc and, and relating it to um, uh, this, this cyclical nature 
of, of the world, we, the planet that we are fortunate enough to be guests on right now. And that this time that I was actually talking about last night with my husband about, oh my gosh, February, this is when it turns into a slog, especially for us that live in Northern Minnesota. Um, Man, winter, right? This is when winter's like, okay, that was fun. Let's move it along now. Um, And in the mental health field too, when you can see a lot of depression start to creep in and people are losing some motivation um, to look at it from a different perspective and bring in, and I also think that cultural awareness is is really beautiful too. Like, like what do we know and what can we learn from, from others, stories, elders, other cultures, and how can we, um, lay that into like what you're saying, like this dominant culture of what, of, you know, just, just keep moving it along next, like no time to stop. Um, but say, hold on a second. What do I need to reflect on right now? And where, where do I need to um, heal? Yeah. And what do I need to cultivate in, in my land? So I can be ready to plant yep. Um, yep. whatever it is I'm looking forward to as spring comes. So I right now have a different perspective on February. So thank you. Oh Um, my God. I just love everything you just said, Renee. I mean, (laughs) like, okay, when you're talking about the tissue in your knee, right? Like you have, it's dead and it's taking up space. Like, it's like, (laughs) when you said that, I thought about white culture, you know, Uh that like, so when you talk about macro and micro, right? That it's like, and, and because I'm thinking about white supremacy, I watched this um, Instagram live from... Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez last night, you know, just talking about her experience in the Capitol insurgents or whatever they're calling it, um, insurrection. Um, And just feeling so much anger and resentment Mm -hmm. and white supremacy and white culture and whiteness, right? Like people who Mm -hmm. cling to whiteness um, and how it's so uh, toxic, you know, and it's so harmful. And, um, and so I can get into this like cycle of resentment and I look at it as like, it is, it's dead and it's taking up space. Like it has got to go, it's got to go. Right. Um, and so the easy thing, you know, the, I think the, the, the programming that we have now is to project that outwards, right. To Mm -hmm. say, well, it's this person's fault, Mm -hmm. you know, fucking Donald Trump, he did this. Right. And I mean, he's responsible. Okay. I'm not like absolving him of responsibility. And when we're talking about macro versus micro, it's like, I cannot, I can't do anything about the people in Congress right now. Right. And what they're doing around upholding white supremacy or dismantling Mm -hmm. white supremacy. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't, I can't do that. I mean, I can write letters, right. I can make phone calls. So there's something, but, um, but I think the, the big work too is, okay, where does that live inside of me? You know, like mm. that's, and, and how do I perpetuate white supremacy, you know? And, um, and so, you know, we were touching on this right before we started recording of this, like, you know, I'm seeing so much projection from like just so many places because people are in so much fear right now. You know, they are so activated. Their trauma is just alive. Their wounding is so alive. And so when we don't have the tools to ground in the body, to tend to the body, right? Where it's like, okay, I'm activated. My wound is alive here. What do I need to heal this? What do I need to be present for this right now? When we don't have the skill set to do that, we're going to look outside of us and say, who's to blame? If we punish mm-hmm. them, right, then everything's going to be okay. Then I will be fixed. And I will be fixed, right? Yes. Then I will be happy and I will be better. 
And there is something to changing systems, external systems. Okay. So that's part of the work, but it's like, I, I can't change the system of government right now. So what system am I currently participating in that I can, you know, be challenging this paradigm. Right. And so that's the system of psychology and counseling and therapy, you know, and there's plenty of work to do there, Renee, tons and tons and tons. Right. And, and so it's like acknowledging where we, where our sphere of influence is, you know, and what does healing look like for us? So if I feel like shit, because I'm a white woman and my ancestors participated in white supremacy and benefited from the oppression of Mm -hmm. marginalized folks. Right. Um, and I feel shame about that, you know? And so if you're a person who feels shame, a white person who feels shame or defensiveness about the, the legacy of your ancestors, that is a wound, that's a wound there. And that's the Mm -hmm. invitation is how do I tend to my body? What's, how is this, how is the wound showing up in my body so that I can heal from this? So I am not perpetuating white supremacy anymore. Right. Uh, And this is, you know, this is an umbrella, like I'm talking about colonization. I'm talking about patriarchy. I'm talking about ableism. I'm talking about, you know, homophobia, like all the elements, all the the elements, right. That there's just been this mass mind fuckery that we've all been victim to. So mm-hmm. I want to get into that a little bit more later, but, um, but saying, okay, how do I own the legacy of my ancestors as white people and, and participate in making things right now? So I don't yes. have to carry the wounding because to, right. to inflict trauma on another person is, is trauma to us as well. Right. So like to be a slave owner, right. To, um, to commit the atrocities mm-hmm. that were committed to other human beings by my ancestors. Like that's a trauma that lives in my body like that. Mm-hmm. that is, and so anyway, I feel like I'm rambling a little bit, but you know, I just well, if you really, bring it back to, to healing, right? Like, like you're talking about this umbrella, like, you know, colonization, we're looking at historic generational trauma, you know, big capital T. And here we are today watching it unfold thank you social media live all the time twitter tweets instagram live you know you are talking about you know watching um oh gosh i'm blanking on her name AOC. last night yeah mm-hmm. aoc last night and i know that like her talking about like recently her talking about her traumas mm-hmm. um that we're we're inundated with it all the time i feel as though collectively our bodies you know on a biological level are are not well. Exactly. We are living in a traumatic state of, of being. Yeah. And the, the simple tool to be able to, to, to take a breath and to go inward and say, what do I have control over right now? Um, I think is such a beautiful thing. And at the same time, it is so hard because it is not what our society tells us to do. Right. As you started sharing, my brain, uh, you know, it took me a couple minutes and I regularly practice this, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a muscle. Yep. Anybody that's practiced meditation um, has probably heard about, you know, it's, it's just like building up a muscle. Like if you don't use it, you lose it. And it takes time to build it. And, the, and I have been practicing meditation for a long time and different grounding practices and um. And it still takes me time. My brain was going, 
what time are the babies waking up? Mm-hmm. What, how much time do I have to be here right now? Oh, am I, am I sitting with my knee the right way? Like my physical therapist told me, yeah. and I, and I'm hearing all that and it's taking a while for, for me to allow my brain to come so I can get a space, like listen to where the hurt is and where the healing needs to happen. Yeah. And then that, that zoom out to, oh my gosh, culturally, what we're all being, what our bodies are being inundated with and what we've been taught generationally, not, you know, like all of a sudden we're, we're at fault. You know, our, every, everything we, we've been raised to believe is, is, is wrong. And it is yeah. wrong. Yeah. You know, it, it's a lie. It is wrong. And do I have the answer to fix that right now? No. And where does the healing start? You know, like going back to my knee, like, was it, but is it my fault um, that I fell and hurt myself? Sure. But, you know, I can't point the finger at anybody else. Yeah. I need to sit with it and, mm-hmm. and uh, not beat myself up and, and um, allow myself to, to figure out where the healing needs to start and what mm-hmm. that needs to look like. Yeah. Um, and it and February first. What a timely, yep, right. <sighs> mm-hmm. Cultivate. Yeah, and I think about like that. You know that mind fuckery. Like the the ways that we have been. You know our pro our neural programming has been hijacked. You know by this dominant system of like, um, you know the things that we've been told around you know, what healing looks like, what, what growth looks like, you know, and I'm just, I wrote a few things about like, you know, perfectionism, the illusion of perfectionism, that's part of the mind fuckery, right? Like that mm-hmm. we can, we can figure out a way to be perfect and we should be perfect. And if we're not, we deserve to be punished. You know, this inability to really feel shame, like this avoidance mm-hmm. of our inner shame at all costs, because we don't trust in our own ability to navigate the intensity of our emotions and our internal experience. And shame is just one example. You know, sure. fear is another or whatever, but like, you know, our culture teaches us to avoid feeling those things at all costs. And so what happens is they get trapped into the body and mm-hmm. they just fester, you know, and just get mm-hmm. worse and worse and worse. Um, you know, this idea of like being right, you know, like reaching the finish line in life, you know, like I I think this was such an illusion that I I just clung to for so long of like, there's going to get to be a point in my life where I'm going to have it figured out. I'm just going to know what to do. I'm going to know how to be in the world and it's going to be great. And I think I'm going to look a certain way. I'm going to have, and then there's the materialistic side, you know, but then I'm going to have a certain car. I'm going to make X amount of dollars. Yep. And then everything will be fine. Right. Mm -hmm. And so much of the work that I do with my therapy clients too, is like really dismantling that programming because it just, because people are like, why haven't I gotten there yet? You know, and that internal judgment, why haven't I gotten there yet? And it's like, that's actually not how it works, you know? And so, (laughs) you know, this, and, and also the mindfuckery of like abuse, domination and gaslighting. Okay. That, Uh. that these are acceptable, that abuse is acceptable. And so we're seeing this on the micro, the macro level and the micro level, you know, of like, um, this, this, this experience of knowing that something is not fine, knowing that something is off and wrong and having your external people outside of you be like, no, 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 this is fine. This is totally fine. This is totally fine. You know, and this is what we're seeing with the insurrection of like, Mm -hmm. this is not 
okay. Like there is yes. nothing okay about this. And people, you know, being like, this is fine. We just need to move on. It's fine. It's fine. That like and people this is, lost their lives. Yes. And I mean, oh God. Yeah. And, and lost their sense of safety in the world, you know, and people, especially people of color, they, they do not have a sense of safety in the world because of shit like this. Right. And it's not fine. It's not fine for us to do whatever the fuck we want and not pay attention to how it's harming other people. And when you say us, you are talking collectively about white, the dominant white culture. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I uh, find interesting thinking about um, February and this idea of, you know, you know, healing and what wounds, you know, what do we need to shed? What do we need to let go of? And what do we need to start healing? And the, I think the hard reality that a lot of people are facing about um, their privilege Mm -hmm. and this resistance to naming their privilege. Yeah. You know, like, Mm -hmm. like for me, like right now, for example, here, here I am talking as a white woman to another white woman, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and aren't we blessed and, um, we're going to figure out as white women time. I really appreciate like when you think about the inspired healer, the ability to say, I don't have it figured out. I am a white woman. I know I have privilege and I, I want to learn and and I I have been part of the the problem yeah you know yeah and um and so where does that that healing start and and what do I have to be okay um letting go of you know Mm -hmm. kind of sticking with that metaphor of like cultivating you know like tilling the land but like what what do I have to um embrace at the same time in order to move forward yeah and that I think Um, it's like it's so much about self-love, you know, when we're talking about like, we see the mind fuckery happening outside of us. And so that's where we get to turn inward, right. And say, okay, how am I doing this to myself right now? Am I Mm -hmm. saying, well, if I can't fix it, then why bother? Am I saying, well, I I'll never do it right. Right. So, Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people who are trying to do anti-racism work, they see the anger, you know, from people of color and they're like, well, I just, if I'm just going to keep messing it up, then I shouldn't even bother. And it's like, Mm -hmm. that's also part, that's part of that programming. It's like, that's not what it is. You know, it's just about showing up and, and trust, like knowing that we're going to do it wrong and getting comfortable with doing it wrong because that's the only way we're going to learn, you know, what's, what's the way that's in integrity. What's the way that actually doesn't perpetuate harm and oppression to other people. Um, because we do it to ourselves. We oppress ourselves. We say, no, I'm not allowed to cry right now. I'm Mm -hmm. not allowed to be weak or vulnerable. I'm not allowed to not know. I'm not allowed to say, I don't know what to do right now. And, and also I think when it comes to whiteness, especially white women, well, white men too, but like what white women have a really hard time with is understanding how we center ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, because when we're around white men, we center white men. So we think, oh, well, we're not the center. It's all about them. Right. But when we're around people of color, it's about us. And so that, that programming, right. Of like looking at that, of like, what would it, what's the challenge about giving, like being quieter of listening, of learning, of not knowing everything, 
of not being in the center of not having it be about me. Like that feels really scary, you know, cause it's like, well, if it's not about me, you know, then people could hurt me or people could, you know, whatever, whatever the, the I'm narrative. I'm more vulnerable. I'm more vulnerable. Um, Ooh, and I'm not empowered, to be. right? Yeah. Like, oh, I, I need to feel, and this is like this other part of like, in order to feel powerful right now in our culture, it means disempowering others. Like that's mm-hmm. the requirement. The requirement is dominating and harming others. That's what power is. And like, and I will say though, it is happening on, if you were to say quote, both sides of the aisle, because what I am also seeing and hearing in the rhetoric from really from both sides is, is, um, an attack mm. that mm-hmm. a lot of like some of some of my peers and um you know different social media outlets that there's this kind of what is wrong with everybody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that inability and I think just kind of going back to that toolbox like the inability collectively to hit the pause button yeah. and to take a deep breath yeah And that, I think you make such a great point because again, there's like this, well, which side of the aisle is right and which side is wrong. And the truth is, is that we have all, regardless of who we are in this country, we have all internalized this way of being to -hmm. to varying degrees, even people of color, people of color perpetuate these systems as well, right? Because that's how they've survived in it you know, is, is by upholding them. So I think you're absolutely right. Like it's, it's, it has to become personal. We have to Mm -hmm. start looking at, you know, I'm responsible for the energy that I bring into the world. You know, if Mm -hmm. I see violence and anger and, you know, intolerance and racism and all of that in the world, am I fueling the fire with anger, you know, and judgment and, and Mm -hmm. attacking, right? Or am I bringing in the energy that I want to bring, like, I want to see in the world, Sure. you know, which is compassion and understanding and patience. Okay. What? Go. Oh, I'm just, well, I'm, I'm thinking then the the retort to that would be like when, like this summer, you know, so I live in Minnesota. So, so the George Floyd, um, I don't even, it's not even an incident that when, when George Floyd was brutally murdered, I'll say, um, you know, the, the conversation went directly to like, well, well, why is ever, you know, there, there's just more violence. People are burning the place down and they're destroying their own, you know, community. And so there is this piece though of, you know, like, wouldn't it be nice if we could all just take a deep breath and hit the pause button. And it is general, you know, it's like history. I've been thinking about the fact that it's like black history month, right, right. You know, right now. And, and, and that makes me chuckle because I'm like history, our, our history, it like is black. There is not, here's, here's history. Yeah. And then here's this black history, like, especially in, in the, in our where, you know, the United States of America, like right. our, our, that is what our history is built on. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so I'm going on a tangent here, but, but I just want to be careful talking about like, what energy are we bringing to the table and this idea of like peace and tranquility and take a deep breath and go inward. And at the same time, like, like allowing, and I, I wrote about this on, on my 
blog last night, the, specifically looking at my knee, like allowing there to be a, the space for the fuckets. For anger. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and like, 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 yes, if you, it has been generation of after generations, after generations of this, like, yep, people need to release it somehow. They absolutely do. Um, yeah. you know, for me, jokingly, and this is like, it's not even comparable, you know, but I'm typing away last night, like, and it's lots of F this and F that, and F this and F that. And it's like, yep, I right now is not the time for me to censor myself because after the trauma that I have been through over the past year with my birth story and, um, then the pandemic. And now here I am so looking forward to my first summer with my twins and they're healthy, um, and they're going to start walking and now I have to have knee surgery, you know? So it's like, there, there's anger. Like, I'm like, I will take a deep breath and there's anger yeah. anyway, all over the place. I, so I, I agree because, okay, let me, I want to speak to that because, okay. <laughs> anger, anger is a healthy trauma response. Okay. Yes. Anger is like, fuck no, it is not okay that this is happening. Okay. And, and I see that as a healthy trauma response because it's, there's, then it's illustrating that we have an inner knowing that we deserve better, right. That we, and, and so that I see is really healthy. And so when I look at like what, you know, the, um, uh, the global resistance and trauma response of the murder of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Tamir Rice. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, just like, just the, the uh, unfathomable numbers of human beings who have been murdered by a system that is supposed to protect them. Right. And we have not created space or allowed for there to be space for there to be a healthy, angry trauma response from people of color who have been oppressed by the system, right? Like, so mm-hmm. for a decade, like centuries, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, it's it's over now. So you gotta let it go. Like all of the all of the rhetoric, right? On that, like it's like, well, we can't be responsible for the slavery because I would have known any slaves. I'm sorry, I'm saying that derogatorily, but I'm just like, I think I just hate that. I hate that argument so <laughs> much. Okay. Um, well, then my question is, right, then you look at, um, I will call it the other side of the aisle, and you look at the insurrection, and you look at the anger and the destruction that fueled that, and you, a, a group of people who are saying, well, I'm not being represented, and I'm not being heard. Yeah. Trauma response, trauma mm-hmm. response, and they don't, first of all, like, oh, God. Yeah, I, I have too many things. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to bring us back. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring us back to um, I, I, the theme for February, which is the healing and yes. what do we need to let go of? And where is the anger, right? Yeah. Um, and actually just reflecting on the, for the initial podcast that I did with you, um, where just kind of grounding in, do you, like, do you have a higher power? Yeah. Um, what what does that look like for you? Um, and and this this I don't know, where am I going with this? I guess this this notion that that it doesn't necessarily have to be like this higher power. You know, I got mm-hmm. in this conversation with totally. you. I was talking about this with you beforehand yep. about a, a a friend and coworker of mine who works um, in in the like the twelve step and and. Um, you know, you, you need to kind of succumb to your higher power. Um, and that for me, and I think in that initial podcast, not necessarily even the higher power needs to be it, but like, what is outside of you? 
Like what is bigger than you that you, that, that helps you, that supports you get to a place that says, I need to change. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about, um, what we're talking about in terms of social injustice and what we're seeing. And, and that could be it for people, yeah, you know, exactly. like, like yep. it, that, that, that it does not mean that, okay, I am succumbing to, to a God and releasing my energy to a, a God in, in a dogmatic way. And then I will be healed. It is, it is coming to a place of having a sense of awareness that what is outside of me that is, fueling fueling me to make a change yeah that is like okay like I you know and and then it goes back to that control piece and then we're kind of going to have the same conversation over again but anyway but I like um, what you're saying because okay I think that it does need to be stated and reiterated that what we talk about and when we share our personal experiences and belief systems and practices that there's no implication that this is the end-all be-all way to do it or the way to see things okay what the point of this is is to really illustrate and talk about like there are a million different ways to get to wellness alignment healing, integrity, joy, you know, there's a million Mm. ways to get to it. And the point is, it's your responsibility to find your way there. Yes. Okay. And so your way may not include higher power or God, and that's just fine. You know, it's not, this isn't, and so when we talk about trauma too, you know, and healing, you know, what the, what the wellness industry has done is it's created this paradigm that, okay, this person has the like secret program. And if you pay for the masterclass, then you're going to unlock the secret to healing your trauma. And it's like, <laughs> no, that's not, you know, and it's, it's in the psychology world too. You know, it's like these freaking, you know, these mostly white men who think they're brilliant geniuses create these, you know, s- separate modalities and aren't connecting the dots that like, you know, these are all stealing. Well, maybe (laughs) (laughs) that's a, that's a, yeah, maybe a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and then they're like, well, this is my patented thing. And then you need to pay for this two year training to be certified in it. And okay. So let, but let's get down to like what healing trauma really, really um, requires is not a two year program that you have to pay thousands of dollars for. It's not following this guru that's going to let you into, you know, her weekly masterclass or whatever, um, that she's going to tell you the secrets of healing. Like, no, there's no one secret way. Healing is accessible to all of us. It comes Mm. naturally to us. Our bodies show us the way our bodies show us. So when you talk about grounding, right? Like when we ground in our bodies, okay, our brains don't give a fuck about wellness. They care about survival. So when you're living in your brain, your brain is just like survive. I don't care if you're happy. I don't care if you have healthy relationships. I don't care if you're miserable. If you're alive, that's all I care about. Okay. Your body is what's going to show you what does wellness look like? You know, Mm. what does alignment feel like? What does living in the fullness of who you are look like? And it will show you. I, I really do believe that. I believe that we have to come into our own authority and discernment about and that and sorry yeah and no go and for a lot of people i mean this is our profession as well and people need seek out the support of others to 
get there. Yes. And so that's whether why... that looks like sitting in a, in a couch and have what I would consider, you know, your traditional couch therapy versus retreats versus for me, you know, it's finding my voice and my healing through writing. Yes. There are people that are like, oh my gosh, is, <laughs> you know, is her name to put her whole life out there on the internet? It's like, no. And m- me writing and reflecting and sharing it is, is my way that I have found to, to help my healing process. Yes. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And that's why we're doing this pot. Like that was my whole, like the vision of the podcast, the vision of this book is like, here's a resource for you. It's not everything, but it's just a resource. And here's a way that we can connect you to other resources. And so that's something that, you know, I, I have a couple of resources that I want to share with listeners today, because again, this sort of like more colonized white supremacy thing is like being really stingy with resources. It's like, no, I'm the only person you can get this information from, you know? And it's like, even though it was stolen already, even though it's stolen, right? (laughs) Oh my God. I know. And it's like, no, it's like, um, this, this wisdom and this knowledge is everywhere, you know, Mm -hmm. and you get to decide where you want to get it from, what shape it takes. You Mm -hmm. decide what's right for you and also be open to that shifting over time, you know? So there are certain teachers and modalities that really worked for me maybe 15 years ago that now I wouldn't touch with a 10 foot pole and that's okay. It's okay. And again, that's where we're, we're listening to the, the, the knowing within our bodies that says, okay, does this teacher align with where I'm at right now? Mm-hmm. You know? And if so, great. But just because you align with that teacher doesn't mean that teacher is the teacher for everybody else too. And that's what I would say yes. about us. Like if you align with what we're sharing, awesome. Yay. If there are things that we say that don't align with you, that's fine let it go, throw it away. You don't need to pick that up. You don't need to be aligned with that. If this, if what we're saying doesn't align with you at all, you really don't need to listen to this podcast. Like you find another one. And I'm not saying that in a fuck you attitude. That's just like, I don't need to be for everybody. We don't need to be for everybody. I, I love that so much. I just love that so much because it's, it's taken a really long time for me to get to that place over the years and like finding my voice even before we started recording and just for me reflecting on listening to the first podcast and going, oh my gosh, like I am going to find my voice, you know, but just the, um, the, the journey to get to the place to be okay with not needing to, to please everybody, I guess mm-hmm. is, you know, no, s- s- simply put, um, but going not- back, you know, go, Going back to the theme of this month in terms in terms of healing, I mean, I know we're, we're all over the place, and we are. Uh, but there's there's this interconnectedness, and there really is. I mean, there's a part of me that I I, I am very much a, a, like a science nerd, a scientific brain. You know, my it's funny. You know, I could talk a little bit about my you know my undergrad and like ecological systems. You know, in a natural setting, and I think that's why I was so drawn to um, healing through nature but the interconnectedness of, of it all. And then mm-hmm. which, which led me to the um, kind of helping profession in the healing field, because for me, it's like, there is this, this interconnectedness in, in, in it all. And from the micro to the macro, it, it's figuring out your role in it all, you know, yeah. and you can't, you know, it's like, you can't grow all the plants, you know, you can't make everybody happy. 
that's a bad metaphor I just made up, but I don't know. I'm kind of going on my own little tangent right now, but when I think about healing and space and this space and this space that we're sharing and coming back to, um, choosing to be on this journey with you, um, and what would I really align with you in is when it's like, you know what, this doesn't need to be for everybody. You know, this is where I'm fitting in right now for myself as part of my journey and my healing and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, and, and I just, I just love that, that so much. Cause for me, where I fall into my system, um, it's taken me a while to get to that place and to just be, be okay with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's just, that's the ego, you know, and that I think part of what I'm releasing when I, when we go back to that theme of what's being shed, something that I'm feeling really potently being shed is comparing myself to other people, mm. you know, uh, like, sure. I feel like I'm finally getting to a point where, I mean, I think this is especially prevalent on social media, but this was happening to me way before social media was everything that it was like, I would see somebody doing something that I really loved and respected and admired or whatever. And then I would feel inadequate <laughs> because I wasn't mm. doing that. Mm-hmm. And that caused me to make decisions about what I was doing in my life based more on what I thought I should and could be doing mm-hmm. but rather than what my heart really came here to do, you know? And so look, getting to a place now, and I am so not fully there and I am okay with that, but it feels it feels really freeing to like, for instance, when I listen to a podcast of somebody, I was listening to Amanda Seals podcast. So she's somebody that I, I, I love and I would, would offer her as a resource. Amanda Seals is her podcast is called small doses. And so I'm listening mm-hmm. to her and she's interviewing an astrologer, you know, and I love what they're doing in the world. And I could feel that little niggling, you know, inside of me, like, Oh, you know, you're not that you don't have that, you know, and I could just be there for that and be like, Oh, there it is again, right? There is that part Mm -hmm. of me that really wants to compare and feel inadequate, because I don't have the level of recognition that or, or talent or, you know, whatever it is that these other human beings have that I really like and admire. And so that's something that feels potent of, of shedding right now where it's like, um, you know, also in my career, right. It's like, I'm a therapist and I'm also this sort of magic witchy person. And I just, for so long was just like, I have to choose one or the other because that's how it's always been presented. It's like, either you're a silly woo woo person who just has to accept that you're going to be on the fringes of life. If you're into, you know, <laughs> yes, tarot and magic know. and da 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 da. Right. <laughs> Or you're people get so excited when I'm like, oh yeah, 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 and it's not because it's not something that I've ever advertised. Well, and it is so, crazy to me the people in my life that have come up to me like over the past couple of years and have said things like, oh, have you ever done tarot or did like angel cards or crystals? And it's like, oh, and that's because I have never allowed that to be part of my space. Like right. that has been my personal thing be- for that reason. Yes, like because you, you can't be a serious are, person, yeah. right? You yeah. can't be a real therapist if yeah. you do dream interpretation, yeah. right? Like, oh, then you're just like a silly person. Sure. And and so that's, it's like, I finally feel, and like you said, like when you bring that to the table with clients, they're like, oh, what? Cool. You know, like, yeah. because there is like, there's this, for me at this finally giving myself permission to be both. I, I just have to give myself permission to be both. And I can't be, I'm not the expert on either. 
you know, I, I am a practitioner in both and I'm do I'm sharing what I know and I don't mm. need to know it all. You I know, love that. And, I love and that, that. that's the work of this month for me. That's the work of like, okay, I don't need to know it all. I don't need to do it all. I don't need to be it all who I am, how I show up, what I have to offer is enough. And if I can stay grounded in that, I'm not going to spread myself in a million different directions, trying to be a million different things. Mm. Mm. Oh my gosh. Well, I, I'm right there with you. I, I was just reflecting on um, the song. Oh, I can't think of the title. Brandy Carlisle. It's a beautiful song where she's singing about motherhood. And there's a line in there about like, you know, the mountains and the snow is calling and, and everybody else is going. And here I am sitting inside tending to my child. And oh, my God, I, get, I just cry every time I hear it because that has been my journey recently. Yes. yes. Has been like what my identity you like when you and I first met, a big part of my identity was was travel, adventure, not sitting still, like looking for the next mountain to climb, so to say. Um, uh, uh, you know, and up and up until recently, a lot of identity around um, next steps professionally, and also kind of. You know, and in my and in my personal life too, it was like okay, and then grad school is going to happen, and then private practice is going to happen, and then we're going to have a baby, and then this is what life is going to look like. Um, and now here I am, um, watching my my peers um, flourish in their private practices, or or it, like at like post grad school. Um, in, in their lives. And I am in total comparison mode sometimes and I get stuck there. Um, I am com in comparison mode sometimes with looking at other mothers. I mean, it's, it's hard for me still to look at, uh, to, to see pictures of women at, like in their third trimester of pregnancy because I did not get that. Yeah. Yep. And so for me, the work this month has really been about that release and just letting it be just, okay you know and I um and I think that just goes back to that grounding exercise just even acknowledging that you know yeah. getting to a place where I can say like wow I'm aware that I am harboring like jealousy yeah. which is so ugly but it's real it's a real mm -hmm. it's a it's a real thing that we all have um and being able to sit in that and go, what, what is this? You know, what is this telling me? Um, and going back to the, to, you know, the, the song that, that she says, you know, and then getting to a place where there's no, no, no other place I'd rather be than be sitting here with you, raising you. And like, mm -hmm. it's beautiful to me. I'll have to find it and post it on my blog. Um, well, just yeah. the ability to like come back to the here and now. What's the name of that song? I'll we'll put it in the show notes. I, I don't know. I'll okay. look it up. Okay. Send it to me. I'm going to look it up and send it to you. Um, but just coming back to like, where do you fit right now? Yeah. And, and, and how are you doing right now within your system? Because um, I think that, that that really is where, where, where the healing needs to start. That's exactly right. I mean, and looking at like, when we feel that, when we feel the jealousy, when we feel inadequate, like that's, that's part of our wounding, you know, of like, you're mm -hmm. not good enough just the way that you are. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that's the indicator when we 
see somebody or witness something and we feel strong emotion around it, that's the invitation to say, what's the wounding there for you? What's the belief Mm. system that is no longer of service to you? You know, that belief of you have to be a, you know, an amazing clinician and, you know, an amazing mama and an amazing athlete and all the things, right? Like that, that that's a toxic programming inside of us that's causing Mm -hmm. us pain. Mm -hmm. And so what's the healing? The healing is accepting ourselves just as we are. You know, the healing is staying focused on our own path and trusting, you know, the healing is grounding in the body, turning it over to higher power or turning it over or turning it over to whatever is bigger than you, right? Like, like just there's, there's so many invitations of how we can address the wound instead Mm. of saying, fuck that bitch. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, who does she think she is? You know, every now and then that does feel a little good. Sure. Right. But we don't, we don't like, you know, harm others because of our wounding. I mean, that's, that's, where the responsibility comes in this work, the work of this month is how we take responsibility for our wounding. So we do not Mm -hmm. perpetuate and project it onto others and cause harm in that way. You know, and I think if you look at the wellness industry in itself, I think it's, it's almost, I don't know. We've talked about this at length, not, not on the podcast, but like, and I know you have addressed this um, in your first season with Stacey, but, but the damage or like the, the re wounding that that's doing. Yes. Um, it's, it's kind of like that downfall of the positive psychology. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you, you think the good, the good will happen. Mm-hmm. If, if you buy my book on all the things that are just, we're manifesting the good all the time and Wounds are gone, but it really what it's doing is it's perpetuating the rewounding that yeah. you always need. You like always need more of that fixing instead yeah. of trusting your inner your inner self. And this is not, you know, I I'm saying this also while I'm wearing like a clinician's hat who it like very much is is also grounded in like the science of, you know, like your brain and the mm-hmm. chemistry inside of your body and mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you know medication is yep. important and therapy is important and yes. I believe in treatment and I believe in seeking out mental health professionals that I'm yep. not saying the, the way to heal is to listen to your body right. and at the same time I, I do believe our body our bodies are are, are amazing um and our bodies, our bodies are going to tell us if we're in a therapy office with somebody, our body will tell us if that person will support us in our healing or not. Yes. Like that's, that's where the body comes in, right? It's not yes. about like, just like you said, like, I also, I believe in treatment. I believe in medication where it's needed. You know, I, I believe in diagnosing people when that is helpful and useful to them, right? Like yes. there are lots of things about the system that I don't like, but there are lots of things that are really important excuse me, and useful about it. And again, that's where internal discernment comes along. You know, that's Mm. where the more in tune we are with our bodies, the more our bodies are going to lead us to say, okay, this person is here to support you, you know, Mm. or this modality is, is, you know, the direction to go in today. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and we got to listen to that because if we have an external source saying, this is what's going to heal you and it doesn't feel aligned for us, it is going to cause more harm. It's going mm-hmm. to. If we mm-hmm. trust them more than we trust ourselves, then we are rewounding ourselves and saying, mm-hmm. we're not trustworthy. We don't know. They know better. 
you know? Mm -hmm. And so we have to, with teachers, you know, there's so many toxic gurus and teachers out there right now. And that's, that's the work is like, anybody can call themselves a coach. Anybody can call themselves a teacher. Anybody can style themselves as a guru. It does not mean that they are qualified to do so. And, and so we, like when we are in tune with our wounding and for, okay, I feel like this is like a whole nother podcast that we should talk about of like, I had so much wounding around authority and I would just give my power away to people that was, that were an authority that I thought would keep me safe in the world and make me legitimate and valid in the world. That was my wounding. And I was responsible for that. And it caused me a lot of harm. It put me, Mm -hmm. put me in very vulnerable positions where people in power harmed me. And I didn't trust my inner discernment of like, you know what, this person might be a great supervisor or a great boss or a great leader or teacher for somebody else, but they're not, they're not that for me. You know, I was just like, well, they're in this position and I want to be in that position. So I'm just label. Yep. And so I'm just going to give them all of the authority anyway. So let's not go system. Yeah, no, let's not go there because we should talk about that on on another podcast. Yes. Yeah. Uh, But I just wanted to, to, to just, touch or wrap up on um this idea of of healing and the self and 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 listening to your body and also at the same time needing help in doing so you know Mm -hmm. and and seeking Uh out help and support um and and the importance of making sure that that person or that group or that modality is the right fit for yourself Um, and it is scary the lack of accountability that there is out there. So scary. So I would just really um, invite people to put on their critical thinking hats when they're doing their research or they're looking at who they'd like as their coach or their mentor or their therapist um, in terms of uh, if it's the right fit for them or not. Just Amen. like you, we were just talking about, you know, we're not saying that, the, that, there, is, that there is the way to heal. Yeah there's a way to heal and that we're going to, yeah, cool. Find what works for you, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So let's, I love that. So let's kind of put that in a pretty little package here. Okay. Um, (laughs) So, you know, for, for me, like just reviewing kind of the themes, the themes of like this month, the invitations for all of you that you can take or leave as you wish, whatever aligns for you, take it, what doesn't let it go is, you know, healing, releasing, forgiving and cleansing. Okay. That for me is the order that's really potent, right? Cause when we, when we let go and when we forgive and forgiveness, we should just talk about forgiveness separately. Cause that's a whole, that's a whole thing. Right. But like, then we, we have this sort of buildup of old stuff and then cleanse. So my invitation to you all, I have two things. Okay. Um, releasing and moving emotion through the body can be done very simply here. Are the most simple ways to do it, breathing, however you want, moving, however you want, dancing, exercising, stretching, shaking, whatever, expressing, okay. Tears, laughter, shouting, whatever, and creating, writing, painting, drawing, singing, cooking, right? Like, so those, those science, those are modalities that are scientifically proven to calm our bodies and move difficult, intense emotion and experiences and trauma through and out of the body. So there's a million different ways to do those four things to breathe, move, express, and create. Okay. And so you like, I want to encourage you to sit with that and think about what works for you. 
you know, what brings you healing, what brings you a sense of wellness and groundedness in your body, what helps you tend to your wounds. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, again, there's no one right way here. Okay. There's no one right way. The right way for you is the right way for you. Um, which some people don't like, they want to be told what to do. They so that's want to buy the manual. They do. And so that's why we should talk about authority in another podcast. Um, and yes. then, you know, the last thing I want to say is I want to encourage you in cleansing work, you know, that to take, to sit in salt, <laughs> salt water. Okay. Like this is mm-hmm. one, like just a really simple, tangible practice you can have of like doing a salt bath. You could do sea salt or Epsom salts. I will often use like lemons or rosemary um, or peppermint or chamomile. Those are sort of my go-tos for February magical work mm-hmm. um, that you can just put these dried herbs in your bath. You can make a tea out of it. Um, really, again, just like listening to your own intuition, but just a little tool for you of like taking saltwater baths is very grounding to the system, um, to your physical body. And that's what I have found. And medically. And, yes. So, um, so that here's not just, all witchcraft. No. It's right. There's, <laughs> oh, there's some science around that. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so again, it's like when you feel powerless that something outside of you is scaring the shit out of you or pissing you off or whatever, like this is something that's within your control. Can you take some time in the next few days to get in a saltwater bath, you know, to put some essential oils, to light a couple of candles if you want, but like take responsibility for your own healing, your own wellness. That's where, that's where the starting point is. Mm, I love it. Okay. Any final, final reflections, Renee? Um, no, no final reflections. I, I love it. I'm just sitting here visualizing myself sitting in a salt bath with mm. my candles. Yes. Sounds great. <laughs> with my knee elevated. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening, everybody. And we really hope that this February does bring cleansing and release for all of you in the ways that you need it the most. Um, and we'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks. Bye.